Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. Listen to our shows on our Watchman Alert radio network. You can listen to Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on these platforms, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Amazon Prime in Podcast, and that's the new one that we are on. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. State of a Moral Nation When looking at the direction of a nation or a people, we look to its leadership. This includes the political, religious, and social leadership of a nation. In the Valley of Kingdoms, we find that in the end, the lust of travail will prevail. Follow the story as we find the steps taken and the events unfold. Logos, word of truth is plain and no nonsense here. The word of truth, which is God, of God, and sent from God, in John chapter 15, verse 20, the scripture reads as follows, If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours. The latest posts on worn usa.com prophecy the feast and the word of God all combine to bring you shadows of things to come in time advocacy report moves forward into the toughest regions of the earth for people to hear the gospel the word to go ye and to preach is not taken lightly by believers in nations around the world <clears throat> Be sure to get your copy of the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of, a, of Mac, a former black ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can Max save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, and many more. And The Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com and also there you can visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, everybody. 
Welcome to a Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. I'm the watchman Dana Smith and we are approaching 2023. Of course you know that. Maybe you don't. However, next year we will be celebrating our 25th year in this ministry, end time ministry. Now that's not, we didn't begin 25 years ago. Tower and I began back in the mid 70s to be sure to be exact. So we've been on this path a long time. And from the very beginning, I personally knew America as you know it would cease to exist. That's not brag, that's fact. Because America today, as I knew it, does not exist. However, there are some other mitigating things in there of which I share from time to time. We are beginning a new series, High Exalted One. And we'll get into that in a while. Around here, it's a beautiful blue sky after lots of snow, and it's still cold. It is December, of course, and in our neck of the woods, that's life. And so we've got January and February. They usually go pretty quick, but they're cold. And then when we get in March, spring begins to thaw, but around here, that means real deep, heavy snow. At any rate, wherever you're at, I hope you have a good holiday, no matter what celebration you're celebrating. Because we are at the end of the year, and no matter what nationality you are, what faith you are, whether you're no faith. According to my faith, God gives us all these things, even if we're a little disobedient or we haven't come to him. Nevertheless, we are in a time of shaking, and we could say even worse than that. America's facing some of the most strenuous times, and our enemies see us as weak. Our enemies see us as failing and falling, which they would like. Because there's many different groups that would like to pick up the pieces of America and make it into what they want. And there's a whole plethora of woke people of the younger generation that are literally going to be in trouble. Because the guideposts of this nation have been moved. And Biden is one of those in his old age and senility and dementia that has been used by some of those behind the scenes to remove the America as quick as they can. And we have multitudes of illegals, and they are illegal. They're coming up here illegal. And of course, this is backed by the Vatican and the Catholic Church. I remember distinctly a long time ago them calling for America to be a socialist country and they want it filled with Catholic churches and Catholics. Nevertheless, <clears throat> we know the Jesuits and their political aspirations, but the least of our worries is the Vatican. Because we have others that are working to bring this thing down. But really, as Reagan said, you know, if this nation is going to fall, it'll be by our own hands. We will cause it. And we are. 
Joe Biden is one of the biggest threats to America today, and he's president. <laughs> Imagine that, going down in history as one of the last presidents of America because you're the one that caused it. But we're not destroyed yet. And Joe Biden hasn't won the award for the worst president yet. And Joe Biden has not succeeded in destroying America yet. Neither has his son Hunter, as so many people like to keep dredging up. You know, the thing of it is, we're investigating everything we can. Now the Republicans have gotten a few more over there and they got control of the House. So now they're planning all kinds of investigations. Mayorkas was down at the border and the Border Patrol didn't like his answers because he didn't have any. In one article I read, he said, I agree with you. But he's not going to do anything about it. He can't because... The Biden administration doesn't want him to. Nevertheless, it is going to be in effect. And the way they're coming in, many cities now are staggering to try to take care of them. And of course, they come in here expecting you to feed them, house them, clothe them, and give them free medical care, which is what Biden administration is trying to do. And they have been doing it. I read not too long ago, I forgot where it was, it, it's in America, and it's a brand new hotel that they built. At least I believe it was brand new, it was pretty big, pretty nice looking. And they're going to put all, you know, they were going to put a bunch of uh, immigrants in there, illegal. Those who cross the border illegal, they're illegal. They're not immigrants. There's a lot of immigrants in this country who came here legally, which is what you should do. But why should they pay attention to coming illegally or legal when you have a president and an administration that could care less? And when they fill that administration with lawless people all of whom don't know how to run a government. And there is no doubt, plain and simple, the Biden administration is corrupt, it is wicked, and it is one of the most unholy trinities we've seen. Because behind the scene there are Obama policies. Behind the scene there are a lot of things that they're okaying that is an abomination in the sight of God and it's a stench in the nostrils of Almighty God. But see we live in a country now that don't care about the stench of sin and we have a whole bunch of those. You know they blaspheme uh, white people all the time, a lot of the leftists, and it's blaspheming. You know it's, it's destroying our family, our heritage, and everything and they blaspheme us and they don't care but see you know they herald uncleanness and lifestyles and boy some of the things that I've seen especially the one that just got fired guess what he was white And there's one thing you need to know sin does not choose by color or race sin goes by according to the heart and what you indulge in by your carnal desires. And every re race, creed, color of human being on this earth, once you're born into this earth, you are under the curse that occurred so long ago. And there's only one, one answer to it, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to truly heal this nation and save it? Then you need to repent. The churches need to repent. The politicians need to repent. Every person in our society needs to repent, include all those illegals. If, and if you don't, I'll tell you what will happen. Your country will be destroyed. Someone else will live here. And they will do wickedly too, and they will be destroyed. But what you're seeing today 
is simply put one of the end time things that we were warned about in Revelation. And when you get into Revelation 13, Revelation 18, and you get a good look at things, you know that the horror of mystery Babylon riding on the beast with a cup of abominations has already been poured out. She doesn't carry that cup around forever. She drinks of it and offers it to all those. And this spirit is now entrenched in all the nations. And you might think that the abominations within that cup are all the same, but they're not. They're conducive to each individual nation and its proclivities. You are seeing the buildup to the beast. You are seeing the buildup to the mark of the beast. You're seeing the buildup to tribulation and eventually the wrath of God portion. Now that I've cheered you up, let me tell you that there is scriptural remedies for this. Jeremiah covers it. And I've talked about it in past shows. Number one, we can pray that, Lord, in your judgment, have mercy. We can pray for a revival in this country, although to have a massive nationwide revival, I think, personally, is not going to happen. But if it did, we could see a change up in the whole picture. Because that would change things quite a bit. And of course, that begs the question, those things that are prophesied, are they always going to come to pass? Given by the true prophets of God? Yes, of course they are. Can they be halted or stopped? Well, let's put it this way. The timetable of God foresees all eventualities. And... You know, when the children, I call them the children of Israel, but they go all the way back to Isaac and Ishmael. But you get even further to Abraham himself, and he was given the promise of the land to dwell in. But he was also told that the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full, so it's going to be some time before you're going to get the land. The Lord knew that the land was full of iniquity and judgment would come, but it wasn't yet. And so he told Abraham how long it would be. And of course, that's the time he had the real dark dream that was so bad. So what I'm telling you is, we're not discounting America flippantly. We have serious problems. And unless addressed, and unless repented of, you will see worse things happen. Now Trump, if he gets in again, he can mitigate a lot of the things that, the, that has been going on. But Trump cannot save America by himself. This whole shenanigan began under Obama, which was allowed to come in. And he made a lot of changes because he could. And so finally Trump got in and he made some of the changes again. Biden got in and he made the changes. And so we find ourselves, A gets in, A changes. So all the rest of us have to change along with him. We're affected by it. Another one gets in, he makes changes to suit him. And it, and it goes on and on and on. It goes up and down. It's a roller coaster. And you have a divided America. You have sin that's accepted. You don't know what right and wrong is in most of our society. We have people that rob freely stores, and the government powers that be don't even try to prosecute them to stop them. Walmart came out this week, and I read part of the article from the guy the chief mucky muck who said that Walmart has lost billions. Other stores have lost billions and they 
wound up closing. Other stores have had to close stores because of this robbery and thieving that's going on and the powers that be the AG in that particular state, the prosecuting attorney, the mayor of the city or the governor won't do anything to stop these thugs. Because these, these thugs are in the whole situation scenario because when you're talking about bringing a country down, you have to bring it down to its knees. Now, I'm going to change tunes here because we got to get into high exalted one. Now see, the high exalted one is who we need. The righteous defender is up front in, in our first beginning of this study. We find that the word righteous, when we talk about righteous defender, is found 238 times in 225 verses in Scripture. There is no doubt that to be righteous is very important in Scripture, and it is demanded by a righteous God. Therefore God, who is exalted high above all things, has given to his Son, Jesus Christ, Yahshua, the rule and reign of all things to put down all the enemies of God and of righteousness. That's the problem with being wicked. The kingdom of God, the true believers, are led by the perfect, exalted High One, who is the righteous defender. But He also is full of mercy and compassion and love for all His creation. In Revelation 1, 4 through 8, he that speaks, John introduces him and introduces what he's writing. John to the seven churches. Now these seven churches pretty much wrap up what was in the early church. And it also wraps up today. We can see seven different kinds of Christians if you look at the types. We can see seven different times, uh, types of churches. But see, the number seven, we call that God's perfect number. And that particular thing, when God had John write to the seven churches, in fact, he's writing to all the churches. Even though it says, which are in Asia, at that time, it was pretty much the whole known world. So today, we see this as a message to all the churches in all the world, all the believers. Now remember the churches, when we talk about churches, all those these have specific places. The church of God, the ecclesia, are not a bunch of buildings and shacks, nice edifices. But we are the temple of God. The Spirit of God lives within us. And where two or more of us are gathered, there the Lord is in the middle of it. That's when you have church. So when you have a group of believers in a building, in unison, praising God and being together, you have all these little temples of the Holy Spirit. That's us, individuals. We are the called out one. And we have church. So John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you in peace from him which is, which was, which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. All encompassing the seven spirits. Another perfect number of God. Perfect count. Perfection. God created it. And that's why it's perfect. Now see, we do have churches that we call churches. We have multiple denominations. Many times our theologies differ. And many times, as I have witnessed personally, two rather mature Christians, well known in their own particular denominations at a particular hotel to which I was attending a particular meeting witnessed 
two of our, one of our senior leaders talking to another senior leader from another particular denomination and all hell was breaking loose and as I watched I thought well how that relates and shows to the unbelievers in the hotel and this was a big hotel and this was actually in an area that is uh, has a lot of tourists how that makes a lot of impact for them to see two leaders arguing the way they were but that happens because we're divided and this was many years ago we're even more divided today so there's no doubt if there's anybody we need it is him who John is speaking about and the second the fifth verse of that and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever which will be and which is he's the first begotten of the dead he went to the cross he died providing atonement for all men was in the earth for three days resurrected from the dead and in Revelation chapter 1 he says I am he that was dead and I am alive and he's going to be forever alive he is the first and the last the beginning and the end and he goes on to say I am the Almighty the first begotten of the dead the prince of the kings of the earth for every knee shall bow unto him and every tongue confess but the thing for us is he has washed us from our sins in his own blood we are no longer under guilt we are no longer at odds with God and God would rather have mercy on you because you confessed your sins and sought him and walk in his ways than you having to go to a devil's hell and face the lake of fire where the worm dieth not an eternal fire and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Why? Because they're not ready. And John gives us that look too in here, further on. So, you get to verse 8 and it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So if you get Revelation 1, verse 1, at the beginning of all this, He introduces himself. He's there. And in this little section we have, we cover the reason John was writing, giving it to the seven churches. He tells you the one who is really speaking and to whom is going to be in charge, and that's Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And it tells you what he's done for those who have received him. John chapter 1, been born again of the Spirit, John chapter 3. And who have confessed their sins. And you read about confession of sins and sins in general in Romans 3 through 7. And you can also see in 1 John 1, 
if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can also confess our sins, it says, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Now see, that's the basis. So he, he's introduced right away. And what he did, after he washed us from our own blood, he made us kings and priests unto God. And he will have glory and dominion forever and ever, and we will be there with him. But we also have a warning that he comes with the clouds, and everyone will see him. Every eye shall see him in the clouds. So if you see someone coming up, and he warned us about false Christ, false prophets, the Lord has one sign. He comes in the clouds, and every eye shall see him. He's not going to be born again in a stable. He's not going to come from some village somewhere. He's already done that. He's already came. He's already provided atonement. There is no other atonement. There is no other deliverer. He is it, and he's coming again. He will be in the clouds. So in these last days, when you see someone coming along declaring himself Christ, and believe me, over all these years, and I've been doing this a long time, uh, more than 25 years, I can tell you. <clears throat> I, I, I've run into them. I've researched them. And they're there. I found one living in America, found one living, where was it, uh, I was thinking Australia. I found one living over in Europe. I'm thinking Russia. So they're, you know, they've appeared. We've got Antichrist right now. Biden is an Antichrist, even though he's a Catholic for what he's doing. We have a lot of Antichrists in America. But there's coming. And matter of fact, the beast that come is not described as an antichrist. He's described as a beast. This, this guy eats antichrist alive. This guy is vicious, sneaky, smart, and a deceiver. But the Lord comes, and those who aren't ready are going to wail. And he ends this little section, you know, this these verses I'm talking about here <clears throat> in the introduction. That he is the Almighty. The beginning and the ending. So make no mistake. So when we talk about what we're doing in this study, the high exalted one. Christ is the high exalted one. Now, John also describes what Christ looked like in that. And the reason I'm going through this is because I want you to picture, you know, when the Lord came and, for instance, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, you know, he had talked to Mary and Martha both. And the one thing they brought up, yeah, they believed that, you know, in the resurrection, in the end, that they would see their brother again. But Jesus reminded Martha. He said, I am the resurrection of the life. And they saw that in power that day when Lazarus, who had been dead four days, he was stinking by now and, and his whole body was deteriorating. It was rotting away because he wasn't in it. And he took that body, and the Lord just simply called him out. And he was alive. He didn't stink. <clears throat> and so, 
everybody was astounded. Now there were some, the Jews that were there and those who had been, who, who followed the Lord around, who were actually from the high priest and the San, Sanhedrin and the others. Paul was also a member of the Sanhedrin and he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee and did not believe. And so he would have known about all this. But you see, some of the Jews questioned the Lord. And then they went back to their superiors in their temple, their synagogue. It's actually a temple. It's the second temple. And there's going to be a third from what we get out of Scripture. And the one thing they were concerned about is everybody following the Lord and the Romans coming and taking away everything they had. So that's what they were afraid of, losing power. So they plotted from that moment to kill him. Now these are religious leaders. These are the people that are supposed to be teaching the other Jews and Hebrews that live close by what, it, what it's like and what you should walk at when you're following the word of the Lord. And so the enemies of the Lord were the very leaders of the faith there. They didn't have faith, they had the law. But believe me when I tell you that Joshua and Caleb both, they had faith. And of course they had the law, but they had faith. Because they were the two, matter of fact the only two that we know of, that made it all the way there into the promised land after all the trouble they had. Joshua led them and Caleb inherited the land and they were defeating the giants that were in the land. It's quite exciting when you see how they defeated them. And so John says he was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of the trumpet saying I am Alpha and Omega and I believe that indeed the Lord would sound like that because he's glorified. I'm Alpha and Omega the first and the last what you see write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice of him that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. And his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet were like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So his voice was like a trumpet, a trumpet that sounded out like many waters. You know, it was huge. If you've ever been up in the mountains, and we got a lot of mountains and a lot of streams and rivers. And in, when you get up there in the spring, they're really high. And you get next to some of these rivers, and they are so noisy you can't even hear yourself think. So we're talking volume here. So this thing echoed out. I mean, if you're the Almighty, they're going to notice you. <laughs> this was the introduction that John had in the, in the vision. That would get your attention. It wasn't a preacher behind, you know, the pulpit or the bema seat. 
And he says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand on me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Now you see, you do, and it may be hard from some, for some of you to understand this. And there are denominations that absolutely do not understand it. And a lot of this stuff will come with revelation and time. Well, when you get in heaven, I mean, you will be a perfect person and you won't fall as dead. The reason they do that is because you're in the flesh and everything stops. and <laughs> You just fall to the floor. And you're conscious. And I've never... You know, when you look at this, it's quite a phenomenon. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. And we see that, that when these appearances come, he has to touch him, and what he does is give him strength to get up, because you're drained of strength. You just And he says unto him, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. And he tells him to write what you see and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. <clears throat> now those are interesting things when we look at it. And that tells it who it is. But I've got another little portion that's really interesting. Because when you are here on this earth and you're a believer, you begin to think about what it's going to be like being there. You know, because in the old days, you know, when you died, you got a harp and you sat on a cloud for eternity and played it. Now see, I, I, I think that's okay, but God has things better than that. And one of them is illustrated in Revelation 22. An angel appears unto John, and he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Now see, some of those things will affect us. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now see, the angel there is quoting what the Lord says in the first person. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then he said unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. Now see, that little verse there tells us that when this guy got in heaven, or this angel, you know, before he's dead, whatever form he took, was he a female, was he a male? There's one thing we know. Don't worship me. I am your fellow servant. I come from your brethren, the prophets, and of them that keep the sayings of the book. Worship God. And so we see somebody that knows what it's like to be like John, and that is in the flesh, you know, praying, talking to the Lord, getting visions from the Lord, and, you know, working for the Lord. Or just living and having faith, you know, a believer. And he says, yeah, he's just not a regular angel. This guy's not a regular angel. This guy is one of the beings. He knows these things. And I find this interesting that God sent one of these angels who actually know what it's like to be in the flesh. He said, 
don't do it, for I am your fellow servant of the brethren the prophets. I, I used to be like you in the flesh, but I died, and I'm here now. This is me, but we don't know its name. And I think that's important, and it shows you. And, of course, when the Lord was glorified, we seen the Lord talking with a couple of glorified saints. Elijah and Moses was talking with him. Now Elijah, I think, is viewed as one of the most premier prophets. But no matter what he was, you know, Elijah had weaknesses too. You know, when you get a gift, an anointing or something, it doesn't make you perfect. It gives you great responsibility. God still has to deal with the human that's the prophet or the human that's the preacher. And of course, it's within this section that I've quoted many times. He says, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. But he also says, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, my reward is with me, to give to every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. Now you see, these. that one little verse tells us if you're going to be unjust, if you're going to be wicked, go ahead. You be unjust and wicked. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous. Because I'm coming back, and I'm coming quickly. And I will hold you responsible. I will give you according as your work is going to be. Now see, while we want people to be saved, we can't make them get saved. And this is how the church tried to mitigate it, just by taking them up and baptizing them and sprinkling water or throwing them in a creek somewhere and saying, okay, you're good to go. You're not good to go. You have to repent, be born again to the Spirit. And if you read the first chapter of John, just go through the first three chapters, you'll find in there that you're born again by the Spirit of God, not by the efforts of man. So you got to truly be born again and know the Lord. And you will show forth the fruits. Now see, and it also says in the last days, you know, I tell some people to repent or mention it. It's up to them. they got a decision. If they want to be unjust and a liar and a cheater, that's what they're going to be. So I say, okay. And I walk away. Your work be on your own head. Now, if I'm prompted in my spirit, I'll pray for him, fast for him. But there are, there are those out there that categorically reject the Lord. And there are those out there that are sold into humanity to get what they can get out of. To be that Lord and Master over the entire world. So when you see all the sin and iniquity, we're not out to clean up all the iniquity. We're out to bring the word of redemption. See, the thing of it is, is that the one thing where we overcame they overcame this, the Lord says, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. By, by the blood of the Lamb. That's redemption. That's the cross of Christ. That is repenting and coming unto him. I told you about that. The word of their testimony is what the Lord has done for you. But it's also that fact, you know, he that acknowledges me before men, I'll acknowledge before the Father and his angels. And he that denies me before men, I'll deny him before the Father and his angels. Because out of your mouth, your words, you're going to be justified by what you say. And if you have faith, 
you want to speak faith. And it's just like a preacher. If a preacher, you know, like Paul says, you know, you have preachers, you got to send them. And they got to have a way to, to go. That's why we support missions. That's why we support people that do that. And the last thing was they love not their lives unto the death. Whosoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. So the overcoming is summed up in Revelation 12:11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, love not their lives unto the death. But the thing I like about the close of this. The last two verses are great. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root, the offspring of David, and the bright morning star. Now remember again, he was an angel, but yet that angel, whose roots go back to the prophets, he was like we were and made an angel, and he had something to do. That's the whole point. You're not sitting on the cloud. You're not running through acres of grass for eternity. There's things that you're going to be doing. There is opportunity. There's things that God will have you do. And I get that totally out of Scripture. I look at, I research some of these things, but most of it, I just look at it. I scrutinize these verses. I look at them. So he sent his angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come, let him that heareth say, come, let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Now see, understand, after all the stuff in Revelation, and see, Revelation is not about the plagues, and we make a big deal out of it. The revelation is exclusively about the revelation of the Son of God and the eventual redemption of all those he died for and the change of everything and his kingdom coming in, including the temple, Zion, that comes down. It's called the bride. The church is also called the bride. And so I find these, these verses interesting, and I think about the high and exalted one. He's high and exalted, but he's also <clears throat> the great shepherd. He leaves the ninety and nine to go rescue the one. And in America, we have a lot of the ones. In the world, we have a lot of those who are lost sheep. And believe me when I tell you that if you, you know, you talk to someone and plant a seed and he says, no, I don't want it, walks away. That doesn't mean it's over. The battle is just beginning. But see, he that is unjust, if he's going to be unjust, he's going to be unjust. And that's what the Lord is saying. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous. But behind the scenes, there is still the great shepherd that cares for the sheep. He is the door to the sheepfold. He is the resurrection and the life. And so as we look and see what's going on in the world and the trouble and the tribulation that's going on everywhere. You know, Turkey came out yesterday and asked Russia for some help because they were going to go into, where was it, uh, Iraq. I'm not sure. I think it was Iraq. It was yesterday that it was in the news. But Russia also has warned multiple times about using nukes because of what America is doing to help Ukraine. We have ongoing jihad globally against Christians and Jews everywhere and governments that won't cooperate. We have a lot of violence and of course this time is a time of wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters and upheavals 
these are the natural things that are going to happen. But when we see all these things begin to come together, we know the signs of the season. Very prophetic. Things are happening, folks, right now. And you've got to look beyond your job, look beyond where you live, to think and pray. Now, see, there are things God and the Lord said. In Luke 21, it says, Watch and pray always that you will be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. The Lord also uh, prayed to the Father. Father, I pray that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. So you see that, being kept from the evil. And the Lord's Prayer is so-called that they pray. You know, deliver us from evil. There's a prayer. Deliver us from the evil. The Lord prayed for us, being kept from evil. So you pray those for you and your family. Pray that you would be counted worthy to escape. Pray for your family. Put yourself in the verses. And he says, pray always, the Lord said, that you would be counted worthy. Pray always. Always is always. Always isn't sometimes. Always is always. Father, I thank you for this word today. Bless those that hear it whenever they listen to it. Bless them, take care of them, draw them to yourself. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. And I send this word out across the internet to the uttermost parts of the earth in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from this show, in every part of this show, wherever it goes, and wherever it listens, in Jesus' name. <clears throat> now, uh, we are going to be... Um, Next week, we will not have any radio shows. And most of the people that listen to us, we have a lot of people around the world that listen, uh, they won't know about it until the week comes, unless they listen to this Friday show. But uh, we will resume our regular scheduled shows on January 4th. So our regular shows will be the 4th, 5th, and 6th of 2023. It's the same day that we have them. And we put the shows out usually by the evening sometime. And uh, you can also find them on our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. And I might add also, check out our books and one of them, my recent one, is The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. It's a prophetic fiction, and it has some very startling and interesting things in there concerning uh, the fall of America, things that are going on. It is uh, situated, it is a book, The Rising is about America and a fictional family and what is going on, and woven in it are prophetic truths and the end time. So check it out. Get a copy. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. And you have a hard cover, a soft cover, and you got an ebook. You can just pick what you want. And it's all over. The ebook, uh, you can even get that on Google Play. You can get uh, uh, the book and an ebook on uh, Walmart online. Uh, you can get it on Barnes & Noble, you can get it on Amazon, you can, lots of places, even overseas, lots of places, top places. And even if they don't carry the book, you can, you can get the book. They will order the book because there's a guarantee with it. So until next time, we'll see you. Take care of yourselves. Shalom.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.